and welcome to Log Over the Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today is introduce yourself, good sir. Hey guys, my name's Connor Fogarty. And uh oh, go ahead. Was I supposed to <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm j I was just gonna say thank you for saying your last name because if I said it I would have butchered it. Oh no, I know. Fogarty, 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 like a uh, Credence Clearwater revival singer John Fogarty, but he spells it slightly differently with an E instead of an A. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, because like when I reached out to you via email, I, like the more I look at your name, I'm like, how is it pronounced? <laughs> I know it's that kind of weird. My my last name is I. Well, my first and last name are Irish, but there's always like too many ways you you could pronounce it and it's like not many syllables but it's still i mean the english language is so counterintuitive to begin with so you know and throw the irishisms on top it, it gets a little muddied real quick well i mean uh, yeah connor's um i mean connor's the you know goes without saying that's a pretty irish name right there yeah <laughs> Dime a dozen in the mid '90s. Everyone's like, you know, what would be a unique name is Connor. But uh, I, I, I was in a class of thirty kids in grade school, and there were three Connors. So I was Connor F. Growing up, and I kind of resented that. I just wanted to be Connor, um, but I didn't really get to escape that till high school. Well, there was more Connors, but you know, at that point, you know, people just called me Fogarty more than anything. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you were one of those. You're you were the last name guy. Like I swear to yeah. God, like every like because we had that too in my in my college. Like there was this guy you know who had the same first name as me, and we would just call him by his last name because like you know that's just who he is. Yeah. Did you both do that, or was that just him? No, he was just like the local guy who everyone called by his last name. Oh, yeah. In the hallway, just be Fogarty. And like, you know, my dad went to that high school too. And my brother did. So it's kind of like, you know, some people knew the family. There's a lot of like families that went to that high school. Uh, so it's just kind of like, you all kind of, oh, yeah, House Fogarty. You get a little bit of that vibe. Well, which one? You got to be more specific. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. It's the, the shaggy haired blonde one that doesn't stand up straight. No, um, the the guy whose pro whose Twitter profile picture looks like every like edgy nineties kid. No, yeah, <laughs> no. You know what's so funny when um, Shin Megami Tensei, which uh, yeah, I guess is probably a, a more notable credit of mine. Uh, when that was announced, and I could announce that I was in it. Uh, you know, all the comments are like, oh, cool, or oh, I thought you were someone else. And then one guy just writes, uh, you look like a guy who smokes weed outside of a Whataburger at 3 p.m. And I was looking at my profile picture. I'm like, yeah, I could see it. <laughs> no, because it's – I've gotten so used to – and this is like a weird little tangent here, but I've gotten so used to, like, voice actors using, like, professional headshots for their profile pictures. But like, Oh, for sure. <laughs> when, I saw your, when I saw your page, I'm like, you know what? Props to this dude for being himself and just saying, fuck everyone else. I'm just going to you know, post yeah. the most you know, awkward just a, picture. A, just a bedroom selfie. Yeah, no, it's because I think I had a drawing. My friend did this really cool drawing of me. But I was like, okay, I'm going to be in this thing. So I'm just going to – this is this is what I look like in the flesh. My, I have headshots, but, like, they're just a little outdated. And uh, my hair is just kind of a mess since the pandemic. So I'm just like, yeah, this is me right now. 
What time is it over there? Oh, it's 10. 10 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, like, wow. Like, honestly, I'm, well, I mean, I'll tell this to, I pretty much tell this to every guest who mentions the time. It's like, I, you know, you say it's late. I say it's not like I got anything else going on. <laughs> so are you more of a night owl? Uh, you know, kind of ever since, you know, pandemic life, you know, my sleep schedule has just come and gone and it's it's so weird because i remember because i recorded an episode yesterday and i admit i went on a little bit longer than i should have like i should have mm-hmm. cut it i should have cut it off at like an hour or so but i was just having so much fun i was like i let it go for like an hour and 36 minutes and and you know instead of going to bed i'm like you know what i'm just gonna edit it now because you know <laughs> Yeah, well, it's still fresh, you know, strike while the iron's hot. You know, I do a little music, too. And it's like when I have an idea, I just kind of keep going until I have to leave, you know, because <laughs> once, 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 once you're in that, that groove, you just kind of hit it or like doing auditions, same deal. It's like, all right, now I've hit it. Okay, I have this idea, this idea. And it's just, you know, until someone stops you, that's when you know it's time to stop. Oh, it's it's even worse when I'm looking for potential guests because I'm usually like going through every single like IMDb cast list and looking at names and I'm like, uh-huh. okay, I interviewed this person, interviewed this person, who did I haven't I interviewed? I look at their IMDb page and I look at their credits. I'm like, okay, this person seems like right up in the alley, you know, and I look up and sure. see, like, See if they have a website. If they don't, is there a way to contact them via their agency or whoever? And I just spent hours and hours. And like once I find someone's email address, I'll just got just I, I remember spending like <laughs> you've entire, got him. <laughs> no, I, I remember spending like an entire day one one time, like not an entire day, but like half, maybe like three three or four hours. Not not three or four hours. Um, you know, two hours total just sending emails to random people. They just like throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I, I like, I, I, I've been, you know, requested for stuff. And then sometimes it's like, yeah, it goes through. Then other times you don't hear it back. It's like, oh, they're probably casting a wide net and then they'll just, you know, get to it when they do. So where, where did you, did, did you, what, uh, what IMDB thing did you stumble upon me from? Oh, because I I remember like you know Shin Megami Tensei like this is sure. a, this is a weird fucking like callback, but because uh, I saw the castles for for that I'm like oh Paul Paul Eiding is in that I haven't seen him oh in, yeah like and he was as Lucifer first... yeah God I I love Paul he's a great guy I, he was like the first you know guest I've had on here oh way back, way back in like 2012 and i do not recommend you listen to that interview it's like two two and a half hours long and it is terrible and like if you think i'm annoying now as like a 30 year old whatever wait until you hear me like when i was like 22 where i was like trying to be like that shock jock edgelord Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you're when you're recording Skyrim, uh, any weird stories that yeah, yeah, on the recording booth, stuff like that. No, it's just like me trying to be like so funny and just like so over the top and like, oh man, oh. like the 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 new Ben Ten series isn't as good as the old one, and it's just oh fucking. Oh hell. yeah, well, it's, it's so also crazy. like, <laughs> with you know, you you don't want to like 
also like you don't want to get voice actors caught in a bind like don't you agree doesn't this thing suck it's like look we, we would love to be cast in everything and i'm happy to act in it you know i don't know the final product until i see it like i'm actually playing shin megami tense i was like out of town a little bit so i would I, i'm a little behind but i was playing it i was like i actually am having fun it was my first foray into um playing an atlas game you know i knew all about persona and you know all of that um but like I, I hadn't played SMT myself, uh, but of course I wanted to, you know, fight me in a boss battle. So I played it, and I'm actually like, this is actually really fun. Like the turn-based sort of stuff, and um, yeah, no, it's just very strange, uh, kind of uh, philosophical concepts, and uh, uh, yeah, like exploring my character's kind of ideology, and then the other ideologies, and then going, okay, if I was in the situation. Who side? It seems kind of like a crapshoot. There's no real good option. Have you? Are you familiar with the game yourself? Have you played? Yeah, because it? it was weird. Like it was like of all the games that they could have remastered and put out, they chose this one. And I'm like, okay, this one has like a, I mean, it has a cult following, but it isn't big enough. So you can like you know do a remaster of it. So, and I'm, right. I'm all for and I'm all for like preserve preservation of games. So it's like okay, yeah, cool. And I it's. <laughs> Like, I don't know if if they if this was deliberate, but like the the voice direction, especially in the English dub, feels like a, a PS2 era um, callback, and it's amazing. Oh yeah, I don't know. We just all kind of did our thing, I guess. Because <laughs> you know, if you had told me like this was just a game that was like done in like 2002 or 2004, like it was recorded back then. I'd be like, yeah, sure, because the performances are pretty much like, you know, that where we were like not where where we where it wasn't like I wouldn't say bad, but like we were slowly getting into the groove of like, okay, maybe you know we should take these things more seriously. Kind of, mm. I, don't, I don't know. Like it was that weird era of. Of, like, some games had, like, really interesting voice acting, and some games were just like, yeah, who cares? Ah, gotcha. Uh, and I am rambling. I am so sorry for that. I do that a lot. <laughs> oh, no, you're all good. <laughs> no, but, um, but uh, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, um, I, like, again, I, I'm glad it got remastered because I'm one of those people who's, like, you know, Persona's good and all, but when is like SM, SMT going to get some love? And I'm like, cool, <laughs> you know, you're doing something with the with the franchise. It's been like I don't know how many years, but you're doing something, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the trailers for five are out now, and you know, it looks cool seeing it all kind of modernized and uh, ready to go. So you know, I'll be excited to see that game too when that comes out. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of times, like, uh, games like, God, like, what, you know, the big internet meme is Half-Life 3 ever going to come out. But it's like you get that Half-Life VR game, and you go, oh, okay, they, they haven't forgotten about it. And you kind of get to see it, you know, modernized a bit, um, which is, you know, it, it's cool to see. I don't know, anytime it's an old property, and I think with this era of the internet, you get fandoms uh, studios hear the demand of fans a lot more. So it's much more likely, you know, something's going to be 
made that seems like just kind of a fan would dream it up wouldn't it be like the marvel cinematic universe it's like well what if we put all of them in the same universe and then there's like you know 20 something movies that are all interconnected and they actually did it it's just we're in that era now and it's it's kind of crazy yeah it's crazy how that's the norm now and and everyone accepts everything to be a shared universe and the concept of the standalone movie is pretty much dead which is kind of unfortunate but whatever <laughs> yeah well you know I, I i like you know it's like the marvel movies i'll you know probably you know i've seen uh, probably almost all of them you know because it's always just like ah, it's you know it's gonna be fun and whatever but also you know it is always great to have that you don't need to worry about have i seen these dozen movies first <laughs> so i can see this one um I think at a point I, I, I sweat that less because it's just like, all right, I'll get the details I need. I can, if I can't see all of them, I can Wikipedia synopses uh, one or two, you know, I think we can allow ourselves that. But yeah, it's hard with everything so interconnected now to really keep track of everything. But I, I think, you know, the big fans will absorb every detail and everyone else will just enjoy the ride. and That's all okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mindless entertainment, and, you know, hey, mindless entertainment's always welcome here now, <laughs> especially these days. God knows we need more of that. I know, I know. <laughs> are things, are things, uh, is it more opened up there now? Uh, and you're in Kuwait, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, we're kind of, I don't know, um, we're in that weird period where we're opening up again, but, um, you know, there's still restrictions now, so... You know, while, yeah. while everything's not 100% back to normal, this is like as normal as we're going to get right now. So there you go. Right, exactly. It's it's kind of about the same here in L.A. We put the mask uh, restrictions back on inside because there's, you know, some uptick of cases. But uh, a lot of things are starting to feel a little bit more normal, um, you know. As normal so. as... as, as... As as it can be, really. I mean... Right. Uh, you know. we'll, take, we'll take anything we can get. You know, I mean, I'm I'm still not going to, you know, go out and like, you know, <laughs> hug everyone I see. But, you know, it's it's something, I guess. Yeah, I still have someone's coughing and I've like coughed, you know, since. Um, but I still that kind of like, uh oh, are we going to be OK? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm adjusting to getting back to things a little bit. But of course, I don't want to just go willy nilly. And uh, I think few people really truly do that because, you know, it's, it's kind of traumatic for everyone in different ways. Some more obvious than others. Uh, lives have been lost, which is, you know, horrible. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, at least my family, everyone's been OK. Um, but it's still just that kind of strange over a year that we've all been through. Honestly, like, you know, I think I've said this like many times before, but time has no meaning anymore to me. Like, I, I will literally wake up one day and, and, and look at the date and I'm like, oh, it's it could be like Saturday or Sunday or whatever, but it feels like a Monday. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> sure, why not? Whatever. It could be any day you want. And and, yeah. it's, and it's funny looking back because I was re-listening to some old episodes last night because I'm like, okay, I need some background noise while I, you know, do whatever. And my God, it is just so surreal listening back to something from like 2019 and realizing, oh, that was only two years ago. I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
like 2019, 20, God, 2018, 2018's when I moved down to LA. Um, and, uh, God to think that wasn't even that long ago, but my life feels quite different now. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways and, it, it, you know, part of that's the pandemic, but also just like, I don't know, really take it, trying to take the career to the next level and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of surreal. I'm, you know, life just, <laughs> the older you get, the more time kind of speeds up too, which is a little, a little harrowing, but, um, you know, I guess we just take that as it comes, but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm grateful for everything so far in spite of, uh, you know, a global pandemic. Uh, but like, you know, speaking of your career, like what made you specifically want to get into voiceover? Oh boy, that's a great question. I think part of me, you know, like when I was like a kid, you know, I wanted to be like an astronaut or an astronomer. I was really into space. Um, but I, I think I remember kind of becoming aware, you know, I watched cartoons and like always, I, I had a knack for kind of imitating things. Of course, my voice hadn't changed. So I thought I was doing it like spot on, but I was, you know, probably an octave and a half too high as it would go. But um, I, I would become really aware of like seeing the same uh, l names appear in credits and kind of going, trying to keep track. And, you know, cause you know, we're, we're, it sounds like we're around the same age, like IMDB when I was a kid existed. So I could go on IMDB and like, see, Oh, this person's in this thing. And wait, that guy's that guy. I remember it was like uh, David K being Megatron was also David K as Clank and Ratchet and Clank. And that blew my mind, uh, stuff like that. So uh, that sort of thing was was always kind of in the back of my mind. I, I was really into music. I still kind of do music, but I think when I was like 14, I wanted to be like a rock star or something or, you know, musician. Um, and then I think around 17, I really was like, I was doing impressions. I'd listen to like sound, you know, like soundboard prank calls. Oh God! For those that don't know, that I'm gonna age myself here, but like in the, <laughs> in the early days of the internet, like before everyone and their mother had their own like prank channels or whatever. Yeah, the wild west of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. One of the things it wasn't even YouTube it was like these like random sites you could go to Rapid Share or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you can just like download a soundboard, and what what people would do is like they would take these soundboards of which were composed of random clips of of a celebrity being like Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever. Yeah. And they would like prank call people. And some of those prank calls got recorded and uploaded to YouTube by various accounts and I remember watching those as a as a as a teenager and just laughing out at the absurdity because it's like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice and yet no one no one like no one knows like Yeah. The most Arnold. recognizable voice there is with such a distinctive Austrian accent. And yet still they're like, sir, we do not have, I don't care that you're a cop. You can't talk to me that, you know, like they don't realize it's, you know, detective John Kimball. Um, but yeah, I was like imitating, you know, stuff like that. And uh, people are like, Oh, you should be a voice actor. And I'm kind of like, I liked that idea, but like, I was like, I don't know if I can act. So I, I started doing like, I did like plays in middle school, but like I kind of really looked at it like my senior year of high school and I found I loved it. I got a lead and one of my first things, I got to have like a German accent, talked like an octave higher. I was like, I love, it was Arsenic and Old Lace. I played Dr. Einstein. I don't know if you're familiar with that play. 
I played Dr. Einstein and I was kind of up here the whole time. And I was like, oh, I loved making audiences laugh and I loved creating this character. So I kind of became hooked. And then I did it in college. I did plays there. I got an agent through a, a, a classmate slash castmate uh, who, had, who had an agent. I went to college in Seattle, uh, which is, you know, in Washington and the States. And uh, um, I, I got an agent there who, who represented me for like TV and film and uh, voiceover. I did some like, um, P- I did a college radio thing um right sometimes do characters for the bumpers which when you talked about looking back at your podcast uh you know eight years ago uh it was the same thing i was looking back i'm like oh that was a little cheesy but uh it was good practice and it was fun and i got to do some of my first voiceover things for like the school radio doing some like psa bumpers um and then yeah i i got a i got a coach when i moved back down to portland which is my hometown uh in oregon and uh, I got a voiceover demo, did a lot of those things. I d- I've done some on-camera stuff, too. Like, I was on the show Portlandia. Uh, got one little fun scene in that. Um, but, yeah, I went back and forth between Portland and Seattle, kind of the two cities that I originated from. Um, and then uh, in 2018, you know, I became joined SAG after, you know, the Screen Actors Guild. And I knew I wanted to go to L.A. at some point, so I made the jump. Got an agent down here, worked with uh, Keith. I'm just like, ram- I'm just like monologuing my backstory here. Um, <laughs> no, Keith Farley. Have you had Keith Farley on on this podcast? No, I haven't, unfortunately. Oh, oh. but um, yeah, I, you know, he, 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 uh, he coached me quite a bit. Uh, an awesome guy. Uh, he made my demo. And then I got with my agency that I kind of, you know, vapidly, dreamed of being with because it's like uh sbv because like they had like Corey burton and jennifer hale and um god uh d bradley baker all these people i admired and i was just like i want to be with them because they are you know like when i was 18 because you know you know that that's how you gauge things but just the fact that they're the ones who picked me up just kind of you know it, it was such a thrilling thing and uh yeah so done some commercial work and video game stuff, some of which you can see on IMDb and then, you know, a good chunk that I, I can't talk about still, since I'm still kind of a new guy in town, a lot of it's still uh, in development, but uh, I've been really lucky to have uh, a lot of these opportunities that I've had. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just insane to audition for projects that you've been aware of for years. And like, I mean, you, you know, I'm sure you've learned like, lot of video game projects right like they're often when you audition they're under code names so because they don't want it leaking out they're making a new one if it's not announced but uh sometimes it's exciting when you can kind of read between the lines and go hmm i think this is uh you know this franchise which uh i won't divulge but you know and then when you see the trailer you're like ah i knew it was that because you don't always know until uh it comes out no, I remember having uh, Mar- Michael Schwab on, and um, oh yeah, he looked, he looked, and, yeah, he looked, at, he looked at the script, and um, whoever did, whoever gave him like that script had a, you know, didn't didn't do a good job of covering the tracks because it said um, Combine, and and he's a big Half Life guy, and he's like, oh, oh like, it's Combine. Yeah, Combine. <laughs> Combine's pretty recognizable, so yeah. <laughs> yeah that's definitely one but there's also others where they you know they're they don't need to worry about it as much for whatever reason 
you know, I won't divulge who or does or doesn't. I probably shouldn't. But like, yeah, there's some that just outright say it. Then other times you open it up and go, oh, yes, okay, I know what this is. But um, other times they swap a lot and make it so vague. It's just like you're reading for Fred, but, you know, who knows? It could be, um, this is not a real life example, full disclaimer, but like Fred could be a Marvel character and you wouldn't know, you know, stuff like that. And that, yes, that is not, just in case some script leaks out, this is a made-up example I'm making. Uh, full legal disclaimer, but um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's like, you just have to really read between the lines, which is still something I'm trying to get better and better at. Because, you know, with voiceover, what's so appealing is how many genres there are and how many kind of styles. Like, anime is so different from, obviously, some game that's largely mocap. Like, Uncharted and and uh in anime is all voiceover but the style of it is so different which that can happen on camera but the breadth of it in voiceover is just so big which is kind of what i love about it also i can play characters that are much bigger than me because if i can sound deep enough you know it's no problem yeah because with anime you're concerned about matching the lip flaps and what have you uh, with, with uncharted it's mocap you're there doing a scene wearing you know mocap right. suits yeah it's nolan north's you know eyebrows are controlling nathan drake's eyebrows which is kind of surreal i you know i was playing the last of us and i was just kind of like you know i was looking at joel and i'm like yeah, it's like uh, Troy Baker is like wearing this guy named Joel's skin. It's kind of what it feels like. It's weird because it's like his body movements and him talking, but there's this other face on top that doesn't look like him. Um, and, it's kind of I mean, surreal. Yeah, and, and and you look at it and, you know, I've had people who've done mocap before and they say like one of the hardest things to do is not laugh because you're, 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 you know, dressed up like a – you know, a Christmas tree, and you're supposed yeah, it looks to, ridiculous. You know, you're supposed to do this like ser- really serious scene, but you you have to do it because it's like that's how you know they want your they want the not just your voice, they want your entire performance, your entire body language for this character, and you better not fuck it up. Yeah, no, yeah, to- <laughs> totally. You're supposed to be like the most badass dude. You 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 could be the most threat. I remember uh, like I was watching some bloopers for like one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and it's, you know, Bill Nye's Davy Jones and he's supposed to, you know, be this eldritchy squid faced, you know, you know, thing. And then he, 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 it's just, it's just Bill Nye standing in a bathtub wearing pajamas with little, little ping pong balls on him. It's like, really? (laughs) Just think of the actors all acting opposite him. It's like, okay, Davy, sure. (laughs) I'm real scared. Um, But yeah, I guess that's the power of acting. Or, or in the case of The Hobbit, you know, they couldn't get the cast with Ian McKellen, so they just had, had him. It was a green against... screen, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's just so sad. So sad. Yeah, didn't he, like, kind of tear up or he's, he's really yeah. bummed about yeah. it? Yeah, because yeah. he's an actor's actor, and he just can't, like, he needs to be there with, with the cast. The man of the stage, yeah. yeah. No, that's, a, that's such a di- departure, so... Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's uh it's a it's a wild thing where uh it just it spans I think that's what just drew me to it is it spans so far. It's like on camera you know, you I mean, I'm still in voiceover. You still it's not like they're putting you out for every single role and they you know, everyone has a wheelhouse, you know, still. 
but there's a lot more freedom. Whereas if it was on camera, you know, I'm going to play some, you know, college kid every time, which is fine, but also it's just way more limiting. Or, or it's like, hey, how old are you? Oh, I'm 26. Okay, you're gonna play a 16 year old. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, yeah, I'm 27, and I probably would still be going out for 16 year olds sometimes. And it's that thing where then it's like you have to. It's like, okay, you might look at, but do you talk like that now? And do you? Can you get in that mindset? Oh my god, when I was 16, what was I doing? I think I was just going home and looking up. Uh, bass tabs for you know uh, a sound garden song like you know I don't really know <laughs> what was my point of view then um, it feels so long ago so that's a skill of its own is just playing you know not your age in general um, which I guess in voiceover I've done too it felt uh, fallout was probably the closest to just playing some guy pretty close to me it's just like a young uh brotherhood of steel member just and i kind of just did my own voice but just a little more earnest um yeah and just kind of dialed up my nerdy side and that was probably like the closest but that's the beauty of it is you can play a tech executive slash cultist or a you know an ogre in world of warcraft or a, a, a wolf spirit or you know final fantasy just you know a bunch of different little things um but yeah, that's that's the fun of it. Yeah, and 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 with same thing with voiceover applies with live action as well, where no one plays their actual age, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Like, uh, Tom Hiddleston is forty now, and he's still playing like Loki, who was supposed to be like what in his mid thirties, early thirties. Right, mid thirties <laughs> slash thousands of years old. Yeah, it's that you know sweet spot. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, that, that's so funny about the Marvel things, too, because it's that time. Well, that that one especially is that like time warp thing. It's like you're going back to play the Loki that was, you know, during what the, the first Avengers or just after that. So, it, it yeah, it, it is is funny how they, they do that. But, you know, the magic of I don't know if they had to de-age him too much. I can't tell the difference. But uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that still happens or um Better Call Saul. You got Bob Odenkirk, who, you know, you might he might even look a tad bit older, but he's playing a younger version of his character than he was in Breaking Bad. But, um, you know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to nitpick too much there. It's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's if, if the performance is great, you're not going to notice. But if the performance is really terrible or if it looks out of place, then you just can't. And you're like, it. oh, what is that wig? <laughs> Nothing's playing a wig, but yeah, yeah. Then you're just kind of, you start scanning the environment. It was like uh, um, Mark Hamill was quoting like Harrison Ford when they're shooting the original Star Wars movie. Like when uh, Mark Mark Hamill's like, well, shouldn't my hair be wet? Because like I was just in the trash compactor. And then Harrison Ford's like, hey kid, they're paying attention to your hair. We've got bigger problems or something like that. Because it's like, yeah, it is true. Because I never noticed it, you know. I'm just watching them being chased by stormtroopers, but I'm like, oh god, his hair is not even wet. Then, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, same thing I think happened in Groundhog Day, where uh, Bill Murray went up to Harold Ramis and said, you know, should I be wearing like the same clothes I, I wore at the beginning of the movie? Because I'm still, I'm still stuck in a in a time time loop, and I finally broke it, and we're finally together, and. 
and Harold Ramis is like, I don't know. And, and he asks like, like what, what's funny is like, he went on and asked like every single like extra. And he's like, you know, should I be wearing the same? <laughs> should I just be going around? A, should I be wearing the asking, same thing? And he's like, yes. <laughs> he's asking someone else. They're like, I'm not even in the movie. I'm just trying to walk to the bagel shop here. I'm walking through the set. He's like, well, what do you think? It's like, yeah, I don't, yeah, man. I, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, me and my, like my neighborhood friends and my, my younger brother, we, we made movies together and, uh, you can actually find it on YouTube. It's called, uh, well, it's called no escape, which there's no reason why it's called that, but you can like find it somewhere on YouTube. And it's like, you know, us, you know, like prepubescent kids and like, we're, we're filming scenes. We'll film like, half of a scene like three months after we filmed the first half of it. So we'll like suddenly be wearing different clothes. Like there's one scene where we have like, like it's supposed to be the same day within hours apart. We have like three clothing changes. Cause we'd never bothered to wear the same stuff until the last movie. But um, yeah, that's the beauty of continuity or, you know, complete disregard for it. It's just a little visual treat for the audience. We will say. Oh, it's like the Ed Wood thing where it's like one one shot is in day and the other shot is in night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we did that, too. It was like the middle of the night. You'd see the sun going through the window. And I'd like ask the director, who's, you know, also just a friend who's just, you know, two years older than me. I'm like, hey, Henry, should we, uh, should we, it's, there's sun. He's like, ah, it looks cool. You can't really tell. I'm like, ah, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> Attention to detail at that age it's about the big picture yeah yes we're making up the plot as we go for this movie which we kind of did um which is very tricky because you write yourself quote unquote write yourself into a lot of uh holes there but um yeah it was fun that was my first acting experience and if you watch those movies it'd be shocking to learn that i'm now the one of that group who is now doing this for a living so um fate is weird (laughs) No, I love looking back at like old stuff and thinking, "Oh God, that person is now really successful." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, one of my one of my friends, he plays the villain. He's probably the best, and he uh, he doesn't do like acting or anything now. Um, but like one time, he's like, uh, <laughs> he kind of blocked it back. But he's like, Connor, I mean, he's sort rewatching. He's like, I mean, we're all bad, but like, how are how are you the one who's the actor now? I'm like, I I don't know, I don't know. Someone might, you know, me plugging this might ruin my career. They'll look back and be like, oh man, he's looking at the camera the whole time. Because, you know, back then I'd look straight into the camera sometimes when I'd say my lines, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, that's okay. No, it's uh, part of the charm. Oh God, it reminds me of like, uh, there was this like one, one time in college you had to like make a video talk, a video PSA and. Oh God, I cringe when I watched my part because it's like they gave me a script and I'm like, okay, can you memorize the script? I'm like, okay, sure. It's only like five or six lines and, and I did it. And like, I look back at the, at the footage and it looks like I'm reading off a teleprompter when I'm not, I don't know why I'm looking at the camera straight ahead. I'm like, it's, it's like, it's unnatural. So they're like, dude, <laughs> dude, you're, you're memorized. You're going off memory here. Why are you still reading it out of the air? That's so funny. Yeah, no. What no, was no. that? What was that for? Uh, PSA. It was it was a it was a group project where it was like, okay, you got to do like a 
video presentation about something. I don't remember what it was, but it was that we, we decided to do like a PSA about um, safety or something. I don't remember, but it was mm, like really terrible. <laughs> really terrible. <laughs> what did you study in college? Uh, business. Okay, management, a, so my, my dad it's a good it's a good practical i i did psychology and theater which is not so practical i guess i'm kind well am i using my theater degree eh, you could debate it but um not really using my psychology degree oh but, well, you know, i mean you know Jill, julie nathanson is has a is, is pretty smart when it comes to you know she has a pretty she has i think she has a phd in psychology and she's like you know doing voiceover and it's like and i asked i don't know she had a phd no yeah i I think i knew she did psychology no she's really smart she is really smart yeah and i'm like and and i I remember when i had her on i'm like you know do you ever feel like you're overqualified to do to do this (laughs) what are you doing why are you voicing these you have a phd Uh, yeah well you know good for her i mean she has a PhD. Yeah. Doc, whenever she's getting a, a direction she doesn't like, they're like, uh, Julie? And she'd be like, you mean Dr. Nathanson? And they're like, uh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, no. You're the expert. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I think she. I does. doubt she would do that. But. No, no, she's she's a sweetheart. But I mean, yeah. my, like my point is, is like, it's always interesting whenever I find out that someone has like a, you know, like a background in something that's a, that isn't acting. And I just sometimes wonder like, why didn't she go in that field then? <laughs> you know? Right. Well, yeah, it's that thing. It's like, they're like, oh, it must be an easy buck. It's like, no, why? <laughs> no. Like, I would, you know, go for something else, but I was going for the easy buck. Or, um, yeah, it is that weird thing. Why did I, uh, why would I go down this route? But, um, you know, I guess I had to. I think that's like a lot of, a, I'm sure, you know, almost everyone you interviewed, because there is no easy way to get you know, there, I don't think I'm there at all, but like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a journey and I just found no reason to quit yet. I suppose. Um, I kind of always, I don't know. I feel like when I was about 18, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to give it a try. And I, nothing really kind of phased me all too much. Like I literally, cause I'm of the generation I learned about like D Bradley Baker's, uh, I want to be a voice actor website. And I remember reading that when I was 18 and I read all of it in like an afternoon and he's, he's still updating it. This was like in 2012. Um, and I read it and I was like, okay. Cause I knew I was either going to be scared off or like challenged, but inspired. And I felt challenged, but inspired. I'm like, okay. So there's a lot of things to do, but I now know what I can do and I'm going to fucking do it. Cause like, I mean, <laughs> I just know I'm going to try it. And then when I had my meeting with SBB, they mentioned that website. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that website. That was kind of my starting ground, which I think definitely, definitely helps. Um, But, yeah, it's just like, you know, having some sort of uh, guiding star and then being kind of adaptive in every other regard. Because also, like, you know, eight years ago, starting this journey, sort of, you know, still going to college and everything. But, like, so many things change. So it's have your eyes on the prize, but like still learning to adapt, um, which I, you know, still am learning to do many times, but yeah. No, especially now, nowadays when you're, when you're seeing like a lot more new talent pop up in all these major shows and you're, you know, you're, oh, yeah. you're you have to like, you have to 
look at what's working for them and take as many notes as you can because I guarantee you that some some casting director or whoever is looking for that sound right now. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. And I mean, like, I feel like a lot of the times, you know, I still have that imposter syndrome because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm new in town. I, I've been here only, you know, a f- you know, almost almost three years. So I'm still making my way myself. But um, it's like doing SMT. It's like, okay, I look at the rest of the cast because, you know, I didn't know who's in it. Because when you record video games, you're usually on your own. Um, and uh, yeah, like when I learned the other cast members, I'm like, I'm in a game with these guys? How did I, you know, like... Yeah, Robbie Damon or, yeah, Laura Post, Ray Chase. I'm like, how did I sneak in here? But it's like, okay. (laughs) You know, it's just like, keep doing what you're doing. And then also just learn from all the other people that are, you know, shooting up. I've got a lot of friends, you know, I've I've made, you know, friends in the voiceover field. And some people just, they come up fast and they know how to adapt and they know how to, you know, just get to know people and put themselves out there. And that's a skill of its own. That's half the battle really. Um, and that's still a learning journey for me for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, just kind of learning to embrace that aspect too and learning to up yourself by just kind of paying attention to what's around you as opposed to like, you know, it's great to take inspiration from stuff from 2003, like when you do as a kid, but you know, things have changed and evolved since then. So yeah, I mean it's it's a balancing act for sure. Yeah, I mean and and sometimes they're going to be looking for a specific sound where I've talked about this before where they put out these call casting calls where like where they state we're looking for a Matt Mercer type. And it's like okay, yeah. I know what that sounds like. So Yeah, that's kind of that. that's kind of my speaking voice. So, yeah, I know what that one sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, buddy. You wish. <laughs> I wish. Well, not too much, because then at that point, they just go with Matt Mercer. So Yeah, but sometimes they can't afford these, like, big, you know, big-name actors. So they're like, okay, we need, like, we can't afford so-and-so. Maybe we can get, like, a sound-alike or someone in that vocal range, because that's what yeah. they do sometimes. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so any sort of thing like that, it's like, I'm happy to take whatever. But of course you want to carve out, you know, just be yourself. And that's what I hope to do. And even if it's like, like something like uh, in fallout, when I was doing that, you know, it's just one session. Cause it's like a guy you, you find out and it's like a side quest. And it's just like, what can I bring to the lines? What life experience can I bring to the lines? Like that. I don't know if you know that character at all, but like that character is like, he is a side quest. Like, he asks people to find interesting gadgets so he can like impress his superiors so he can get full fledged membership into the brotherhood of steel and fallout. So basically a lot of my lines are just reacting to all the weird items. And I basically took it from like my experience in food service, dealing with like a customer or like, you know, like doing like some catering shift or someone asks you a strange question. And it's just kind of like that inner voice, like, why are they bringing this to me or why are they saying that and just kind of bringing that to it and that's just like okay that's my you know your life experience is going to inform your delivery and that's kind of how you just carve it out and you won't really know it until you live life that's why i think a lot of times it's a trap for actors to just kind of just like constantly focus on acting the entire time 
Because if you do that, you kind of just become derivative of yourself and others. And that kind of just, uh, that just kind of, yeah, it just kind of traps you and, 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 and puts you in a bit of a hole. So I think just like, I don't know, living a full life, you're going to bring your own flair just without thinking. Uh, and that's that's how you make a name for yourself. Besides just being, I think, uh, uh, like you said, a person who just can't afford the big names and just filling in for that. But in that case, too, if they're looking for people to fill in for the big names, I'm here. Please call me. Um, but yeah, um, just in terms of being original, it'll it'll come when you take your influences and life experience. I think, and it just it just kind of comes naturally. I don't I don't remember who said this, but I remember listening to an interview where someone asked, you know, this big name act, actor, you know, this big name voice actor, like, OK, like, what what do you do to, you know, how do you like keep your how do you keep fresh? Like, you know, what's the first thing you should do about, you know, keeping fresh and keeping, you know, your craft, you know, going. And they said, you know, get a hobby. Because if you focus yeah. too much on, because if you focus too much on, on work, it's going to become derivative, and you're going to get burnt out, and you're gonna, you know, you got, you're gonna hate it. You're gonna start to hate it. No, it's 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 an endurance game for sure. I mean, you know, I think every actor knows a lot of people in the beginning of their journey that maybe wanted to be actors that maybe aren't pursuing it anymore, and it's completely completely understandable i mean there's so many perks to not being an actor uh you know like a stable job or you can live in any city you want now voiceover it's increasingly i think going to become a thing where once you kind of establish yourself you can maybe live in whatever city you want but that's a thing down the road but like there's so many things that you know not being an actor you don't have to deal with rejection so frequently um all these sort of things you have to deal with the subjectivity of performance and art. Um, so I don't blame anyone who doesn't want to, but it's like, I think half the reason you, I've made it any distance at all is just cause it's just kind of, it's just outlasting <laughs> things. You're just like, all right, well, I still want to do it and I'm still going to try to do it. It's in putting in work, but it's um, yeah, it's just kind of plowing through. Not just like making the same mistakes again, because that gets you nowhere, but like just a determination, like, all right, I'm still going to do this. And that, that being said, like, there's no guarantee just because you want to do something and you keep trying. I don't, I'm not of the belief that like, just if you want it so much, you're going to get it. Like, cause there's so many freak occurrences of life. I don't know if everything happens for a reason. Um, maybe, but I think there's enough freak occurrences in life that, I'm a little skeptical of that, but I think, you know, life, if there's no inherent meaning, you just got to kind of make it for yourself and, and adapt. Uh, now I'm getting into that Shimagami Tensei uh, philosophical. This is my, <laughs> this is my reason. I guess that's just existentialism. It's like, there's no inherent meaning to life. You just have to make it yourself. Well, I mean, we're, all, we're only on this earth for a short while and you got to make the most yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly and yeah no every year that goes by i'm like huh well all right i guess that was a quarter of my life right there so i'm 27 now you know if i'm lucky <laughs> or who knows maybe i'll live to a 300 by the time i'm 100 <laughs> but then i'm like am i just really old for like 200 years i don't know we'll deal with that when we get there <laughs> 
no, I mean, it's, you know, like I said before, I've seen like a lot of people, you know, up and comers come in and I feel like they should be there. You know, I don't, I, I feel like everyone who gets the role got it because they were meant to get that role. Right. And even if you don't get a, you know, a major role that you audition for and it goes to someone else, it's not the end of your career. You're just, no, like, no. You know, you're just like down a peg and you just got to build yourself back <laughs> up, you know? <laughs> oh, well, no, for sure. I mean, I have, I have, you know, I, you know, maybe I won't go into the, but it's like, I have learned that I was a finalist for a major role in something and then asked to read for a different thing and then didn't get that, but still just got offered other things in a project anyway. Because it's just, you made an impression. Maybe it wasn't perfectly right. You were down to the wire. But it's like, look, the part's only going to go to someone. Or maybe, you know, two people if there's a recast. But, you know, you hope not for that. But, um, yeah, like with something like that, you know, you do have to kind of take those moral victories, too. Because they often down the road can lead to something else. Because I've... You know, on on camera doing like indie movies in Seattle, it's like I auditioned for something and they're like, oh, you are the runner up, which now you don't get usually in voiceover. They don't have someone going, you were 15th place for this role, though sometimes you learn you were a finalist. Um, But that's usually like months after and they're like, oh, we want you for this because I've gotten offers for things and I'm like, I don't know exactly what the audition was that led them to give me this thing or is like some you know a lot of times agents can pitch you for roles too and if they like like your demo and they they know something about you they'll they'll offer you the role but sometimes it's just a casting director just heard you do something in audition like not for that but i like that sound and i think that'd be great for this um and you know i've had that happen to me uh you know a few times now uh so I know that that's a thing and it's like, I'm okay. I don't need to be the lead guy. In fact, a lot of times I like being side things. It's, it's, it's interesting. There's a little more of a mystery there, um, which is fun. And uh, you can kind of be on what edge of a perspective sometimes because protagonists sometimes are almost kind of neutral. So I don't mind being a bit of a, a side guy or a, you know, that strange guy that you see briefly, but leaves an impression. I always liked those guys in movies or in bands. I always wanted to know what the drummer, what he thought about something, not just the lead singer. Like I'm, you know, I like, I like the interesting little side things too. So I'm happy to take side roles for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, some of my, you know, that's the whole trope of like all the character actor, you know, the the guy who. Yeah. I love the character actors. Yeah. Who's, who's like, who isn't the main role, but puts on a great performance and leaves a, such a lasting impression on people that they're like, you know, that's amazing. That performance is amazing. And, and it's like, it wouldn't have been amazing if that person was cast in the lead role. Cause when you're in the lead, they expect you to carry the entire thing. You know, you're the main protagonist. You have to, you know, this entire thing, yeah. you know, goes on. I've been that too. And it, yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's a little more stressful, which I mean, then again, that being said, of course, I, you know, love to play lead parts too, but like, there's a lot weighing on your shoulders there. And, you know, I, like I'm a person that usually, uh, there's been some exceptions for sure. Um, I've, I've dug too deep before, but like, you know, I tried to stay away from internet comments for the most part because it's like, look, there's going to be so many people. And if you're a protagonist, you're the main guy. 
that's just more of those unknowns or, you know, people reaching out. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of the pressure of living a semi-public life. Not that I live a public life, you know, at all. I've never been stopped on the street and, you know, I don't anticipate that happening anytime soon. I've been stopped on Twitter, I guess you could say, but, um, you know, that's fine. Everyone's been nice, you know, that's, that's great. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure with that sort of thing. And, you know, any sort of major property, you want to do right by them or like in SMT, playing a character that was established in 2003, never had a voice before. And then, you know, auditioning and then doing, all right, this is what I'm, this is what I would assume he sounds like. And then, you know, they get you in it. So you're like, all right, we'll hope people are okay with this. But it's also like at some point that even you have to kind of go, all right, well, the producers picked this too, and the casting people picked this, and I'm in the game. So <laughs> that was their call. And that's what I did the best of what I sought out to do. And, uh, you know, that's something where it's like, you know, that can be daunting too. But at some point, you have to kind of just leave that too and just, you know, hope people enjoy it. Um, and I've gotten a lot of nice comments. So, uh, you know, I'll take that for what that is. But it, there's, there's always that pressure too. Well, yeah, especially nowadays where before actors, you know, voice actors would just like do a show and then that's it. They didn't like there was no Twitter. There was no like, you know, yeah, like there was no pressure on them about their performances because like no one gave a shit. Like the people who who uh, who were complaining about voice acting back in the day were complaining about it on Internet forums and, and like, right. like people like Billy West and John DiMaggio and who, whoever at the time weren't going to waste their time going to internet forums. No, I, I doubt like... they could be. <laughs> yeah, they, they make a burner account and start arguing with everyone. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe someone's done that. Um, but <laughs> that is a funny thought to think. Yeah, no, sometimes, like, especially back then, I think you really would have to seek it out to find out who hates you. And that's the thing also, just the, the, the mass of people in the world, the mass of people that consume anything. I don't know of anyone that's got like a hundred percent approval. Well, you know, I don't know. There's some people I know who are wonderful, kindest people. And I, I've never heard anyone say anything bad, but like, I don't think anyone has a hundred percent approval rating on anything. Um, so when you're, when you, when you're just exposed to more people, you're just going to get more extremes of that. And uh, look, yeah, it's just like, just don't seek it out. You know, and very few people are just going to outright, you know, find you and attack you. But some people do do that, too. Not to me so far. Uh, don't take this as an opportunity to start that, dear listener. Um, or, or do. I don't know. Um, don't, please. My feelings will be hurt. <laughs> but, yeah. No, because uh, I, I remember I had someone on here and she was talking about, like, you know, she made the mistake of watching a, a review about, an anime dub that she was in and she played the lead role. No. <laughs> she played oh, the lead Oh, the lead role. Yeah, no, yeah. they're going to mention you. <laughs> like, and um, that's one of those read only what your friends forward to you. But then again, you might just get, you know, a big head about that. So I don't no, know. Um, yeah. Continue the story though. No, no, no. But it, I mean, she watched the review and, 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 and the biggest takeaway was, Oh, everyone else, everyone was great. But the, the lead lady sounded too old. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, oh. it's like, oh, she sounded too old. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
half the cast are in their fucking twenties and thirties, and they're playing teenagers. What do you mean sounds too right. old? <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Well, that's like I've done on camera things where it's like because I look young for my age. But on the phone, some people, like, I remember having this job in Portland for a bit where I was doing, call, I was, like, calling people, and I had to ask for, like, their age. He's like, oh, I'm twice your age. I'm 81. I'm like, yes, sir, I'm 40 and a half. Uh-huh. But it's like, there's that discrepancy. So it's like, even when I, you know, you can do a young voice, but, like, even then, it, you know, just based on your life experience, your attitude you bring to it. Or, like, you know, if I do a high voice, and if at the end I kind of, you know, like, I let it dip too much. Like it kind of gets given away, but Oh, that's so bad. That's so, that's too bad. Uh, to watch your review. And then the takeaways, Oh, you sound too old, but like, I don't know. At least it wasn't like they suck as an actor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, especially considering the fact that, you know, she's a you know, woman and you know how the internet feels about women these days. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's not always uh, positive, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, and, and and you know you're uh, well. I mean, in general, like if you, because I've said this, I made this joke like many many times before, but I always used to joke about like, man, being a, an English dub actor for anime must be a pretty depressing existence because you, no matter what you do, you're always gonna get someone who's like sending you death threats over the stupidest. Stupid as shit. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I have friends. I, I, I have had friends where they're like, "Oh, I only watch it in sub," which that's totally your preference, and that's the original language. So it's like I totally respect that, and that's all. That's all good. But then they'll be like, "Oh, the duh, I hate the dubs. The dubs suck." And it's just like, oh, I'd happily accept, you know, <laughs> dubbing work. I've got no problem with, and I'd love to do it. But it's like, okay, if I was in a dub of something, they'd be like, oh, wait, you were okay, but everything else sucks. Like, it's just like, oh, geez. It, there's a lot of strong opinions, I will say, uh, when it comes to dub versus sub. And, I, well, yeah, like, I'm, I've done some JRPGs now, too, and I'm not the original voice. And, you know, like, I acknowledge that. And, uh, but, yeah, there's that thing. There's another person that's doing the voice. And, you know, someone could compare and contrast all day long. I can't really be all too bothered about that because what can I do at this point anyway, besides just do what the director tells you to do. Um, so yeah, there's always going to be some vitriol there, but it's like, I think I just don't want to dig for it. And I think it should be okay. As long as uh, you know, the the people making the product are happy. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I've said this many times before as well. It's like, you know, if you if you're getting mad at an actor for a performance, well you shouldn't you should be get mad at the casting people or and the voice director because that's what they wanted. So Send hate comments to all of them. No, of course don't do that. But yeah, it's yeah, it's like um I don't know, like when I like make music things sometimes and it's like that debate, like, oh, at the end of the day, it's always like, well, what do I want it to sound like? And what makes me feel right? And it's like, that's really kind of what it's like. It's the being yourself is all you can really do, which is kind of true because it's like this feels authentic to me. And if it's, uh, you know, what a casting director picks for it, then it's like, that's what it's that's what it's going to be. It's like I've auditioned for things then I hear. Many times I've auditioned for things, and a lot of times I will find what the actual final voice is, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that does seem better. Like, 
I pretty much always I'm like, yeah, that that is the right voice for it. Um, I mean, SMT, I read for multiple characters on that. And, you know, when I hear the voices, like, in the end, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. And, like, I, if I had to guess when I was auditioning, like, who I would have been cast for, it would have been Hikawa, and I was. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, well, if there's going to be anyone, I was going to be that. And you hear Robbie Damon as his character, and you're like, yeah, that's that's the voice. Um, you know, it, that's kind of just how it goes usually. It's like you, a lot of times it just kind of rings true because it just kind of was meant to be. Um, which is that weird kind of intangible X factor to casting, but I, I'm no casting expert. I don't know, you know, what their process is, but uh, you know, I respect it a lot because I want them to put, give me jobs, but no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, there's an art to it. And I think it's really cool to see how it comes together. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really like, I am in awe of the people who, not only are able to match the lip flaps perfectly, but also give a phenomenal performance as well, because that is just such a, Mm -hmm. such a rare talent. (laughs) It is such a rare talent. I mean, God. Um, Yeah, no, (laughs) it, you know, it's like having done some of it myself, it's like, okay, how did that, it just always feels like a miracle that it all came together because it's dialing in a technicality, but an emotional aspect. Um, yeah, it's wild, but it's, it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's great, but, uh, it is, it is a wild, it is a wild thing dubbing and just the technology of it and like seeing how it works, especially remote, like with a pandemic, I was kind of like, well, crap, there goes the career, but like, you know, getting you know call calls from agents and in and and having different guides like no 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 we're all still in the game here's what you do and learning to adapt for that was uh quite an adventure and uh you know some money sunk it in to get better equipment and stuff but um i don't know it, it it's it's been a fun learning journey in that regard but uh yeah dubbing is a wild thing to think that can be done remote but it it has been done many times since so yeah props to everyone who figured that one out yeah i know because like i've talked to people who i've talked to many anime people and some say they don't mind dubbing from home others are like can we go back to the studios please yeah i'm yeah i mean i don't i don't mind it every now and then i've actually done i've done both um during the pandemic and now that i'm vaccinated like i don't you know i have no problem especially now going and i like the other day i was in the studio in person and it's just like i just like not having to deal with the tech stuff and like an engineer is such a a, like those voice engineers such talented people how they work with sound writer levels all that stuff you see if i have to be my own engineer i'm not going to be a fraction as good at that as i mean like i think i can do it enough that i can like send something in um but like to do it the way they do it as efficiently as they do it you know they're pros at that. They're the real pros at that. And all those post-production people. I mean, that's, those are the real like hard workers. Um, and it's like, I'd love to work with them when I can, you know, gets them uh, you know, job gets them paid. And also just, they're going to, they're going to do it beautifully. And I don't have to worry about patching in and, you know, making sure there's not like a motorcycle convention going outside, you know, my apartment, 
um, that's going to interfere with recording. Not that there's that, but um, it's just it's just easier to do it in the studio. It's fun to go in. It's a little adventure. Go in the waiting room, pour yourself some water. Sit, you know, it, it, it's yeah. I like the whole experience of it. Well, any experience where you don't have to worry about levels is always great. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure you know that too. It's oh, just like, oh, I'm clipping again. <laughs> oh, I had my because I've got I've got a microphone. It's got that little pad where it's got like you know like you can go down like ten decibels or twenty decibels. You click oh, it. Oh. If I have to do a shouting thing, sometimes I might do it. Now I usually do the gain wheel because like I feel like something gets a little lost sometimes when I hit the clicker. But like I've sometimes recorded an audition. And I listen to it back. I'm like, why is this so quiet? And I go back to redo it just because I'm like, this is too quiet. And I look at it. It's like I was clicked at 20 decibels the whole time. Like, well, that's why. So I'm like, all right, here we go again. Oh, yeah. No, there are there have been plenty of episodes on this show where where my my, where my microphone at, the, at my end was clipping like crazy. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. Or there'll be that weird little... Those little sounds that will, will pop in sometimes. The little ghost in the recording, sort of. Um, yeah, those those are less than fun. So, like, I definitely am, like, I, you know, I'm happy to go into studios when I can. And I'm sure a lot of dubbing actors, I can only imagine, like, for, like, people that are just doing anime all the time, like, if I were them, I'd probably be happy to go back into the studio. But um, if they've got their system... Uh, because I know how it works. It's like, you got to be able to look at the lips, got to look at the script, you know, doing it on your screens. Everyone's got different screens. When you just go with the gold standard, there's nothing better than that. So that sounds really folksy of me to say, but it's true. Well, I mean, that's how the business works, really. Like, <laughs> Well, I know. Yeah. It's like, you really want to, you can go with, you know, Fogarty Studios or you can go with, you know, the best Lime Studios in Santa Monica, for example. That's a great studio in la um or yeah or you know bang zoom of course is a very famous studio and you know all of those and that's the weird thing moving to la because i live pretty close to the bang zoom studio you walk past like oh yeah there's bang zoom it's just like oh it's all right here being right where everything's being made is is a wild wild thing uh yeah, just any any of those things. It's just it's just kind of cool to to live in that. That's part of the, the the fun of LA, I suppose. And then you have to deal with the traffic. And I was gonna say heat, but I got to imagine it's pretty hot where you are too. Oh boy, summer heat here fucking sucks. What's what does it get to? I guess what are you on? Are you what 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 degrees? Uh, are um, you... as of right now, as of recording, it's um 108 Fahrenheit. Oh boy, is it Celsius? You guys use standard over there? Or yeah, is Celsius. That... So I'm, I'm, okay. I have it on Fahrenheit just in case because I know it's 108 right now. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 11 p.m. over there. Yep. Yep. Oh God. Do you have <laughs> Do you have AC or you just soldier well, it through? You, well, yes, of course. Yeah, I, <laughs> otherwise, I'd, I'd ooh, can't imagine like. Well, like where I'm from, I'm from the Pacific Northwest in uh, Portland, Oregon. So like the Northwest corner of the, the States. And uh, um, I was up there. We had a heat wave because I was visiting some friends in Seattle. And then I went down to Portland. But there's this massive heat wave. Uh, this was like the end of June. And I was up there and it was like 115 during the day. And these cities up in the Northwest, because it's a very moderate temperature. It rains a ton where I'm from. 
but it never gets that hot or that cold. A lot of people don't have air conditioning because it's not really that necessary. Some do, but some don't. It was tough. Like, because I was in Seattle, like, restaurants were closing because it was just too hot and they had no AC. They thought, what was the point of keeping the store open or maybe it wasn't safe? I don't know. But yeah, that that was wild. Um, but yeah, if you're in a hot climate, I'm sure like I'm yeah, it's like all right, you've got AC, you can soldier it through. But I got to imagine it's still not, you know. No, I super... can't. I, no, I can't go out more than five seconds. I just can't. Like it's, yeah, it's got to feel like an oven. Is yeah. it? Is it a dry? Is it a dry heat? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Your lips all chat. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer that to humidity though. If it's hot and humid, it's I'm I'm a little bit whiny. I mean, where I'm from is more of the humid side, but down in LA, it's it's a lot drier heat. So you kind of you win so many, and it's just hotter in general. Uh, not 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 Kuwait hot, but uh, it, it, you know, it can no, get. There, I mean, but. I can tolerate like you know Western hotness, but uh, you know here it's like I can't. It, it's just oh god. <laughs> Have you have you have you spent uh, some time in the states too? Uh, last time I was there was like uh, 2019. Did like a quick vacation, ironically. Oh, enough. cool! <laughs> ironically, yeah, enough. quick vacation, <laughs> other side of the planet. It's like, all right, gonna hop over here and then no, take a day just, on a plane. No, because I was just like so burnt out. I'm like, I I gotta get out of here. I gotta get fucking out of here. <laughs> I need yeah. like a, a vacation. Like, and I'm like, okay, let's just let's just fucking do it. Let's just go to the states for like you know, two weeks and we did and we went to Where'd you go? We went to Fort Lauderdale for like a oh, nice. week yeah. and then, you know, LA for like a week. So there you go. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. All over I mean obviously it's a pretty big country, so that's a lot of traveling. I've actually i I've never been to Florida, believe it or not, but um I've been to the East Coast for sure. I've been to Georgia, so just north of there. But uh I haven't been to Fort Lauderdale, but it looks nice. Oh, it's very peaceful, but like there's a lot of, you know, old people there. So, you know. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of our stereotype of Florida. It's just a bunch of old people. Because <laughs> like, I remember like at we were at the hotel and, you know, we were at the breakfast and not a person my age there. Like everyone was no. like, old. And like, oh, God. It's a bunch like, of I'm... elderly people from like New York and New Jersey. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. It's like, oh, God, I feel like I'm. I'm like the youngest person here and it's just so sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because on the East coast, it's like a lot of, a lot of like, especially East coast retirees, they move to Florida and on the West coast, they'll move to Arizona. Cause you know, it's just, it's hot weather and you know, it's just, just nice. And especially Arizona, you get some, you know, nice spacious outdoors and, you know, that's all, that's all good. But yeah, if you're, you know, young and you, you pick the the wrong hotel, you're going to be by far the youngest person there. Obviously that's a big, Florida's a big spring break spot. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's what I've heard. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit, some geriatric pockets in Florida for sure. <laughs> it's old people and surfer dudes. So pay, take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, also like the other stereotype we have is like, um there's always like things about florida man because for whatever reason reporters have access to all the police records in florida so you get all these news stories about the craziest stuff that like people in like craziest crimes people in florida have committed it's like florida man feeds daughter to alligator like you'll just learn that because like 
I mean, there's crazy people in any part of the country, but like since reporters have access to like all the police records, it just makes Florida just sound absolutely insane. And I'm sure some of it has its just crazy pockets in general, but you really just get the exposure to it in the news. So that's, that's always kind of entertaining slash quite horrifying. No offense to anyone in Florida, (laughs) but I'm sure they all know the jokes. No, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, quiet like it's like there's yeah honestly, like it was it was honestly boring but i i mean i if there was crazy shit going on i had i i hadn't noticed it so oh yeah i'm sure it's not fort lauderdale i'm sure it's a little more uh uh placid a little more tranquil so you know i'm sure you're all right there and i'm sure it's a great place to retire um i'm sure if i went there i i i totally get it i just haven't yet so well, i, I mean, just hear it's... about florida man in the news <laughs> yeah i know but um yeah, but I mean, LA is just like it's so weird because, like, you know, you go, you, you ever had that feeling where you haven't been to a place for so long and you go back there, and you're just shocked at how much has changed in the years. Absolutely, yes. My my college town, or the city I went to college, Seattle. Yeah. Every time I go back, I'm like, oh, that's new. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I remember like the last time I went to LA was like 2012, and then. You go oh, there, yeah. you know, you go there in like 2019 and it's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a, uh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I live, uh, I live in like Burbank, which is where a lot of voice actors I think live. And it's where a lot of the studios are, but like, I live by like Warner brothers and, uh, Disney, I guess not Disneyland, but Disney studios, which is cool. But it feels a little more tucked away in suburban because even when I go over to like the Hollywood side, it's a little, it's a little overwhelming over there. So not that I'm hanging out in Hollywood. Most uh, LA residents don't just chill on Hollywood Boulevard and hang out with people dressed up as Spider Man. No, no, no. I avoid those places because it's like that's their well, for, because first of all they're fucking tourist traps, so you're gonna get. Oh, that oh yeah, they'll oh. shake your hand and then they grab you to post for a photo and they go, that's $10. You're like, ah, uh, I didn't agree to that. Yeah, it's fucking gross. And um, and when it's like a, when it's the weekend, it's the worst because it's like everyone's going to go there and it's like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always that shocking. Like, wait, everyone had the same idea as me to go to the beach on a sunny weekend day? What? And they're like, oh, why did I fall for this? Yeah, because that's why I'm like, you know, if I'm going to go to these, like, big areas, I want to go to the quiet places because I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I just I just don't like the, the tourist places. I'm like, I just want to avoid the tourist traps because I don't want to look like a fucking tourist. I, well, yeah, yeah there's. You know? And, hey, there's no short. There's no shortage of that in L.A. But, yeah, no, L.A., I think, because I know a lot of people, like, especially in the Northwest, um, where I'm from, there's a lot of people like, oh, L.A., you know, even like, I don't think my parents are huge fans of L.A., but, um, you know, and and a lot of people I grew up with, but like, you know, it's really, you just find your pocket and you find new people and you, it's huge. It's a gigantic metro area. Um, So it's like, you know, you, you'll find the parts that you like and don't like, like, you know, like I, I don't live in Pasadena, but I love always going out there because it's pretty and there's trees and there's mountains. And I'm from Portland, which is stereotypically very hipster. And Silver Lake makes sense to me because it's also very hipster. I'm like, oh, I get this. You know, it looks familiar. Um, So you just kind of find what clicks with you. 
Um, Hollywood Boulevard, maybe not so much for me or many people I know. But um, yeah, you just kind of figure out what makes it work. And, you know, it is a fun city to live. I miss I miss my hometown a lot, um, but I still visit, you know, as much as I can. Um, and I was just there. But um, yeah, no, I, you know, I really learned to enjoy L.A. as well. And it's exciting and messy. And it's just one great big adventure. I think because uh, I remember I had to take a lift for a reason and, and I had this conversation with uh, with a lift driver and he's like, you know, L.A. is just a giant ghetto spruced up to look like a rich place. And I'm like, that is like the most accurate fucking description of L.A. I have ever heard. Well, it, it's it's um well, yeah, like, you know, like the. So many, so much of it. It's like we're in a really arid, kind of deserty climate. But there's so much like, there's all these trees and stuff that definitely were not there before the city was established. You know, like the palm trees. There might have been some, but the amount of palm trees you see in LA, a lot of that's with some artificial help, if you know what I mean. So it's that whole kind of like it's spruced up, and yeah, I mean it is very kind of checkered and. um yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's for, for good or bad. And, you know, sometimes with that, like the way you said, it's spruced up. That can displace people sometimes, which is, you know, really, you know, something that should be addressed. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a big, complicated, uh, it's just a big, complicated, sprawling place with some, you take the good and the bad, like any place, really. Don't get me wrong, any place at all. My hometown as well and anywhere and america or the world but uh yeah you kind of just you you make uh your meaning out of that existentialism is the theme of this podcast folks <laughs> yeah because honestly and everyone is like oh well why did they stop talking about voiceover because i i'm someone who's like i want to know more about the person because right the character yeah. is like the character is not real. It doesn't exist. And I just, yeah, in most (laughs) cases he's dead. He died. Sorry. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers for a game. That's almost like 20 years old, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I guess he can, he can live if you side with him, but everyone I know like, Oh dude, I love that game. I'm so glad you're in it. I'm like, did you join me? And they're like, no, I wouldn't join you. I'm like, that's fair. I wanted to fight me in a boss battle. So I didn't join me either. In fact, I still got to fight me because I was out of town. I got to fight me. I'm, I'm kind of excited slash terrified if that will freak me out at all. Because um, it, it will be weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've watched myself get destroyed in World of Warcraft too. But I don't have a computer that can support World of Warcraft. So sadly, I just have to watch YouTube on that. But, um, you know, I hope everyone enjoys killing me. Uh, as much as I enjoy being killed, please don't kill me in real life, anyone. I, I don't want that. Kill me virtually all you want, though. <laughs> now you're learning about me as a person this way. It's very... more. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, but... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because it's like... You're like, well, how'd you get that part in that game? Well, I auditioned, and uh, they picked me. <laughs> There's that aspect of it. It's like, well, I don't know what to say about that. And then, you know, there's always so many NDAs and everyone always wants to know, ooh, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I can't tell. (laughs) Or, you know, people can identify you. I've had friends go like, this is you. 
and it's like a trailer and you're like, I don't, and then you watch the trailer like, oh, that is me. But then you're like, okay, I can't tell them, you know, that that's me until it like, comes out. So you can go like, all right, you can think whatever you want, man. But even if it was, couldn't tell you. But um, yeah, it's, you know, so much of it's under lock and key. And in my case, a lot of it still is yet to be seen. But um, I'll cryptically say I'm excited about uh, stuff that's coming. And I hope other people will be too. Well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Maybe they'll hate it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if if it's a big franchise, I can guarantee you they'll probably love love it or hate it, depending on. Right? The there's no, there's no, there's no middle ground anymore. So yeah, why should there be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there's, there is no like, oh, this show's okay or this movie was okay. No, it's like this is either the greatest thing ever or the, or the biggest piece of shit ever. I know. So a lot of times with that kind of stuff, because there's so many things I've seen, I'm like, all right, yeah, I can see why people like this, but I'm also kind of like, eh, I'm not really coming back to it, and that's fine. But then I'll hear other people like, I hate it. And it's like, I don't know how you can muster the, unless it's like wronged you personally, or it's sending some, you know, hateful message. I don't really know why it's worth dedicating so much energy to, you know. I mean, if it's part of something you're a huge fan of and you're just really not satisfied, I guess I can get that. But even then, if like I'm a big, you know, fan of a franchise and there's a bad part that I don't like, if I can kind of like, if it's a story element I don't like, I'll usually try to head can it, canon it in some way that like makes sense to me. I'll kind of go, oh well, maybe I'll find something on the internet that explains it well enough, and I can go, okay, I'll just accept that and go to sleep at night. But, like, when it's something I don't care about, like, if I'm not, like, a fan of it, then I'm uh, – it's so rare that I'm going to actively hate it. Because it's like, why? If people enjoy it and it's not harming anyone, I don't really see why I should hate it, you know? So, I don't, I don't get that a lot of the time. But, you know, the uh, internet can just ramp that. people up. So, which is, you know – what is it? The Carsonian nightmare? Is it the Carsonian? It's like the like the two schools of thought about like is technology going to save us or doom us? And a lot, I, th- I think there's no straight answer. But it's like that sort of thing with the internet because it's just like, well, it's like conspiracy theories and anything like that. You know, people can get riled up, and you know, if you don't kind of know who each other are or see each other. There's something to that that I think can bring out just that like anger in a lot of people, which is in everyone to some degree, but it's just like, that's how we have to learn how to navigate that. Cause that's just so tricky. And we still, I don't think have figured that out, but I don't know. I think we will at some point, hopefully. I mean, social media has made it like really difficult to have a conversation with, you know, just a conversation in general, uh, critically about media, because it's like, you're always going to run into someone who's like, oh, this this thing is fucking stupid. How dare you like it? Or someone who's like, oh, this thing is amazing. How dare you not like it? And it's just oh, like, Oh, yeah. Know. I mean, that was me when I was 14. Me and my friends in high school would, like, be music snobs. Like, oh, they like that band. And we like, rant about it and get mad. And now I'm just like, why were we wasting our energy? And there's some stuff, like, we'd rant about now. I'm like, I actually think that I kind of like this. <laughs> it's like, well, shoot. I mean, the only thing it's really embarrassing to is, you know, if my 14-year-old self met me and realized he's not as critical or picky, I don't know, he might judge me. But you know what? Screw it. 
you know, take that 14 year old me. I'm me now. I won. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember when I was a teenager and I was like, Oh man, this album's so great. I don't know why people are hating on it. And then like, I get older and listen to it again. And I'm like, why the fuck did I like this to begin? Oh, with? don't get me wrong. That has happened too. That has happened too. But <laughs> yeah, it really goes both ways. There's a lot of stuff where you're like, this is actually, you know, it's, it's, um, I always have this thing. Some of my favorite stuff is always those things where you're like, what the hell is that? This is so weird. Like if it's some music, like this is really weird. I don't know. And then you go back and you're like, huh? Okay. That one part was weird sounding, but it's kind of interesting. And then you're like, that part was kind of cool. And they're like, okay, you know, the song isn't terrible. It's a little different. And the next thing you know, like, I'm obsessed with this and everything this band has ever put out. And I would die for them. That's usually my process with discovering new music. I will like be weirded out and hate it. And then I'll hum it. And then I'll be like, well, that's different. And then I'm listening to it again and again. And then I love it. So oh, with me, it's like if it's an album I really want to like, I will like, you know, I will try my hardest to say Oh God, this is brilliant. This is brilliant when it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've done that like with TV shows or yeah, music. I'm like, this is good. Or like, yeah, okay. Because a lot of people I know like it and I respect, you know, their opinion. And then after a while, it could be like six seasons in. I'm like, I don't know if I personally care. And kind of learning to like, let go of that and go like, you know what? I don't have to like this. I don't have to see this show out to the end, which for a while I would do. I'm like, well, it's that sunken cost fallacy of like, I've sunk this much time in. There's no turning back. It's like, well, why not turn back? <laughs> Step away. And so it's and, okay. And sometimes like I'll watch a show or whatever. And, and I'll be like, Oh, this, this wasn't very good. I hate it. And I'll spend like hours and hours ranting about it. And then, like, years later, I would rewatch the show, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is brilliant. Yeah. Why was I so angry at this? This is, like, ahead of its time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, I mean, I feel like it's just a stereotypical, like, long-haired white boy thing. But, like, my favorite my favorite band is Radiohead. And when I first heard Radiohead, like, I heard a bunch of people, like, oh, it's so good. And I was like, I'm like, these guys are weird. I don't know. I don't like people. Like and I, I think I made some YouTube comment. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't like people like it. Why is there three guitars? And then, you know, a bunch of YouTube comments are like, you idiot. Or like, you you know, they're making some insider joke reference to lyrics that I now get. Because then I became obsessed. And then, like, went to a concert, like, camped out, you know, to, like, watch them. So it's like, uh, I, I see how that can change. Um <laughs> I, I've seen how it can change. Or I've hated on things, and then what? That's I guess I didn't. I didn't never hate it on them, but I've also like liked things, and now I'm just like, oh god, that's kind of embarrassing. Oh man, it could be for a variety of reasons, <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, two two thousands emo scene. That that was that was that was sure something. <laughs> oh, you know it's funny because I never really knew the two thousand emo stuff, or like say like. Uh, God, like, what? Is Fallout Boy emo? I don't even know. Yeah, Fallout Boy's emo punk. Emo punk. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Emo punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the, you gotta be careful with the pop punk dichotomy. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, um, yeah I, I made that mistake before. and I'm not making it again. Sorry. Sorry. I, I've, I've corrected. I'm like, that's, a, that's pop punk. 
not that I'm like a big punk act, but I was really into like, gr- I mean, I went to college in Seattle. I was really into grunge, which that even as a genre, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, it's all hardish rock to different degrees, but they don't like sound. They're not like, oh, that's grunge. Like there's no real like this. It's just like, oh, it's all from the same city at the same time. But like all those subgenres, like metal, you talk to a metal head or like a horror fan. Those are sometimes, there's a lot of great people. And like, I, I enjoy me some metal here and there. But like you talk to some people like, oh, is this like, oh yeah, I like Tool. And they're like, that's progressive rock. And you're like, well, okay. What about this? Like, no, that's hard rock. You're like, okay. I'm like, what about Iron Maiden? They're like, that's classic metal. I'm like, yeah, but like Tool's heavier than Iron Maiden. They're like, I don't make the rules. I'm like, sounds like you are making the rules right now with your classifications, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I'm still, I still am weirded out of the fact that Metallica is thrash metal. And I'm like, I don't think. Oh, thrash. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you compare that to like, I don't know, Slayer or something. It's like, it doesn't, I mean, like, you're like, okay, maybe it could be the same subgenre, but you're like, eh, it feels a little different. Slayer's definitely got more of an edge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to God, say the least. we we have lost everybody this is supposed to be a voiceover podcast and now it's devolved into fucking music is there is there anything voiceover you you wanted to cover i could talk about whatever um no i, I wanted to ask like do you get weirded out like listening to yourself in video games Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I, I met up with some college friends. Uh, I do and I don't. Like, I, I'm half used to it, but I, I do also get a little weirded out because, uh, like, I, w- I remember being in the studio doing in the vo- like doing the voice, and I, I'm good at hearing my own voice and things, even if, like, two characters sound different. I still know, like any voice actor, like, when I first heard John DiMaggio, as Bender, and then I heard him as Marcus Phoenix. And then when I heard John DiMaggio speak, I'm like, oh, I see how I can get to this character, this character. Or like when I play SMT or I watch uh, World of Warcraft YouTube videos, I can hear the part of me that's me in the voice because, you know, it's my voice box. Um, And I had some friends in college, what I was saying, they're like, it's really cool seeing those videos of you in those games. But they're like, honestly, I just remember you at parties. Because I, like, I was a ham. And I, at parties, I'd, I'd break out into voices, you know, too, if I'm just goofing with my friends. Like, it just sounds like you goofing around with your friends making voices. I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> it is kind of the same thing. It's just professionally now. So that's fair for them. They're like, oh, I remember you doing a voice like that years before you did the voice, which is kind of weird. But yeah, so I definitely do. It is a little, and I sometimes get nervous. Like if I know SMT, I'm like, oh, I'm going to run into Hikawa soon. There's that kind of like nervousness of like, here comes me. Um, so yeah, I still do. It, it's, it's, it's really cool and exciting. Uh, I had a commercial, a national commercial that was going on for a while. So sometimes I just pop up and the first thing you hear is my voice. And it's like, oh, there I am. Um you get used to it, but you know, there's still part of it. That's weird. It's like hearing yours. I'm used to hearing my self talk and recordings at this point. I've done it way too much, but um, it's still weird hearing a voice you did. And then someone else's lips come out of it. And you're like, I don't look like that, but yeah, it's thrilling. And it is a little surreal. 
Yeah, because most of the voice actors I've talked to, very rarely does anyone go, I actually like listening to myself and watching all the stuff I'm in. <laughs> it's usually yeah. like, no, oh, yeah. can't stand it. <laughs> Every time you're like, oh, geez, I went for that take, huh? And then there'll be other times I'm like, oh, no, I feel I feel good about this. I'll stand by it. It's not like, I, like I'm repulsed by it, but also it is still definitely an uneasy feeling. You're like, okay, you're kind of always on edge, ready to kind of like, exit out of the video or press pause just in case you get too uncomfortable or you want to turn the volume down because you're just not ready to hear you. But yeah, it's weird. Cause a lot of voice, especially now, like in our generation and a lot of other voice actors that are like my generation, uh, a lot of them grew up playing games and stuff. So a lot of them are probably gamers and they watch anime um, or maybe we're fans of the thing that they're now in. Um so it's like, well, you can't watch it anymore without having to hear you do the thing, which is, uh, I'm sure, uh, a bit of a trial. But um, yeah, it's 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 weird. But it's also like such a thrilling, surreal thing. So it's like I kind of part of me's always wanted to do this, and the fact that I'm starting to do it is kind of it's it's that dream come true. You're like, are we sure it's not a dream? Uh, but the best thing to do is just enjoy it while. Uh, well, I'm living it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and is there like any specific role or any specific franchise you want to be a part of? Of course, of course. Some some things is like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that might be a thing, but I can't talk about that, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, like, I grew up loving Star Wars, Transformers. I just, w- I've been replaying the Mass Effect trilogy because the Legendary Edition. Huge fan of Mass Effect. You know, Halo. Even if it was just like a grunt going, Die! you know, that would be great. Um, you know, any, yeah, God, I mean, what I just said there, um, or just like certain, there's certain game companies I've always wanted to work with. Um and I, I felt lucky to work with who I've worked for and who I will be working for. And um, God, because now as an actor, it's sometimes it's like you look like uh, World of Warcraft. I haven't played World of Warcraft because I, like I said, my computers have never been able to, it would crash if I tried. But um, Andrea Toyas is just such a, um, she's just such a wonderful, warm person. And she has such a vision for uh, characters and casting and uh, she's just, she brings you up. And I, I, I heard her in interviews, like, that's a person I just want to work with, period. And those are the kind of voices I'd want to do. So doing something like World of Warcraft was a dream come true. Because it's like, that's the kind of acting I'd love to delve into, those kind of characters. Um, so now I'm rambling once again, as I have this entire time. But yeah, I mean, what I said, and now it's like, yeah, it's like directors like Andrea and, and many others, some I've gotten to work with and some, you know, I've yet to. Um, that's now a big factor for me, too. It's just working with other creative people and collaborating is, is, is half the fun. And vi- video games especially, because you're, you're recording on your own the vast majority of the time. So that's your partner is the director. Um, so, yeah. And Keith, Keith Farley was a great, you know, mentor and, um, you know, him directing me, you know, coaching and stuff like that. It's like, that's always a blast. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of great people out here and I just feel so privileged to have worked with who I have. And there's many more I, I really hope to work with. And, you know, some I've met in workshops and that's been great. And, you know, in the professional field as well. So yeah, 
a lot of franchises. I I take I take just about anything, Abdullah, to answer <laughs> your question. The short, short story long. Well, I mean, I think we've rambled on long enough now, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Uh, before we go, is there anywhere people can find you online? Oh, yes. I've got a very original uh, social media handle on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's Connor Fogarty VO, at Connor Fogarty VO. No voice actors ever put VO at the end of their, their name before. No, sir. But yeah, you can find me there. C-O-N-N-O-R-F-O-G-A-R-T-Y-V-O. Um, and I'm there. And yes, I have that disheveled photo on my Twitter page. And I don't even remember what's on Instagram. But are are you on social? I was trying to find you. Um, mine, mine, my um Twitter is DarkSightsTraxis, and if you know, if you're a huge Transformers nerd, you'll get that reference. Oh, Traxus is like, is that a Decepticon? Straxus, Straxus, Straxus. <laughs> that's the name. Oh yeah, he's like a city commander or something. I, I'm a little rusty. Uh, he's Blaster's nemesis from the comics. Oh, I didn't know that. I think uh, I think I'm out of my depth a little bit. Uh, well, that's what like, the TF but... Wiki's for. <laughs> oh, the TF Wiki! I love all those fandom wikis. Like any of them, I'm like tangentially any amount of a fan of. I've gone into wormholes. God knows the hours I've logged into Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, my favorite Wikipedia article is Breast. That, that nothing they will have, beat that. <laughs> they have breast. Yep. <laughs> that seems a little unnecessary. <laughs> Do they have eyeball, <laughs> liver. Someone was having a, a bit of a dry spell when they wrote that one. I'm guessing. Um. Anyway, I <laughs> on that note, <laughs> gotta wrap this up somehow. God damn it. Yeah. That no. No better way. <laughs> So if you if you want to bother Fogarty, go bother him on social media. And if you ever want to come back for whatever reason, you know where to find me now. <laughs> I do, Lord Straxus. Dark side Straxus. That's the dark that's side it. Straxus. <laughs> All right. Not thanks for, so much for taking the time off to do this. And yeah, you bet, man. Have a good night for you. Yeah. Thanks. And take care. Bye bye. All right, take care.